From the Carrier HVAC studio, this is KCNS-FM Colville, KCNS-AM Salt Lake City, 97.5-1280 The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. The following is paid programming. The views, claims, and opinions of this program do not necessarily reflect those of The Zone Sports Network, its management, or staff. It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good to talk with you too, Austin. How's everything going? It's going well. I was discussing with Jeff uh, on air last week that, look, if we can have thousands of people fill this arena for jazz games and Disney on ice, can't we get George, Jeff, and Roger back in the back in the studio if they, if they <laughs> would so like to be? And so we're, we're working on that. Uh, and uh, if you know your – write your city council member and let them know we're working on it. So. You know, it's kind of funny when this first started remotely, it was really strange not to be able to see you to interact with you. And hmm. here we are a year later and you like situation it. normal. It'd be definitely <laughs> bizarre to be one on one with you. And, and and a year later you've come to enjoy not having to see me. I get it. Yeah. No, I like seeing you. What I enjoy is the lack of commute. <laughs> <laughs> it is a little out of your way. Uh, up here oh, to it's downtown. not that big a deal. It's it's just nice. I can come in, do sales meeting, get up and running, and walk in an office, lock myself in. <laughs> away we go. Now, <laughs> now, do you do you sneak in on days you have to do the show so that no one bothers you, or are you okay letting people know I'm here, but oh. you better not knock on that door during the show? Oh no, they know I'm here. You know, I've been here <laughs> since eight o'clock this morning. Done sales meeting, interact with all guys, and I just uh, leave the lights off in Jeff's office. Come in here, sit down, and. I can talk with you and and our hopefully the people listening out there and do a good show and see what's happening in the dealership. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. D- did you say you leave the lights off? Yeah. Well, that's kind of weird. Well, there's no reason to turn them on. <laughs> you know, that way people don't want to come in and talk to me. What about the blue light coming from your screen? That's dangerous for you, Roger. Oh, you know, if it's dangerous, I'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> And you've I'm, never I'm shied away from danger. Minimum eight, ten, twelve hours a day, yeah. so it doesn't really matter. Uh, my wife and I are both in the uh, market for getting new eyeglasses. Yes. By the way, by Good. the way, I must be old if I'm calling them eyeglasses. Uh, yes, spectacles. you are getting old. Yes. You're what? You're what? Thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, almost so thirty-six. Old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, thirty-six. Uh, I saw that there's now uh, the option to get blue light filter lenses on your on your they glasses. They are the bomb. Oh, do you have it? Do you have those? Yeah, my 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 uh, my eyeglasses, as you want to say, my bifocals. I'm really old. <laughs> yes. Um, Your readers. They, yes. Yeah. Well, no. You know, I have bifocal contacts in today, and some days I can read with them. Some days I got to get readers out with them. <laughs> okay. Today is what kind of that fifty-fifty. If I want to see really clearly, got to have the readers. But yeah. no, my eyeglasses. Uh, I have the blue. Um, Damp, dim, you know, material in them, so it is nicer. It's easier on the eyes for sure. What? So maybe I should consider that then, because I've got the blue you light should. filter on my phone already, and really, you I put on your glasses. But I, yeah, like because I work all day in a radio station with computer screens all around me. So you're as bad as you know. The funny thing is, once I go home, I very seldom open up a computer. I've right. I I, <laughs> I I have a laptop for when we have to do remote broadcasts, but other than that, it's never open. It's never. It's in my backpack in the basement. It's I never yeah. take it out and never do anything with it. So. Yeah, I'll open it if I have work to do from home or if I'm hunting for something that's easier to see on on the computer screen rather than the phone. But man, I very seldom open my computer at home. I've got a nice desktop sitting there in the in the wife's office and. I cannot tell you the last time I looked at that computer. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, just don't do it. Uh, Roger Parkins with us, the general sales manager of the Southtown location. Roger, you you are no uh, stranger to surgical repair. Uh, <laughs> this is true. I, I've lost track of your latest. Was it the Achilles or a knee? No, no, that was two surgeries ago. The latest was my left knee. I replaced just a little over a year ago. And you are a, a ski hound. I am. I've. You know what? I pretty much have given it up. Have you? Okay. Um, All right. I love to ski, but if I'm going to buy a season's pass, I don't want to. I like skiing, you know, Park City Canyons because the runs are so long. But what I liked about a season's pass, if I, you know, when I worked late on Thursday, I could run up in the morning, ski for a couple hours if the weather was right, go put in, you know, 10 or 12 runs, come to work. Now you got to reserve your time up there. And that just kind of defeats the purpose to me. Is that, uh, so I'm way out of the game here. You have to reserve a time on the mountain? You got you to gotta reserve your days you're going to ski now this year. And you know, it's a response to COVID, and I applaud Vail for okay. doing it. All right. uh, it keeps the crowds down. So it's just this, it's just a pandemic rule? Yep. Okay. But, you know, you go up to Brighton, Solitude, the canyon's so crowded. It's just we're loving our canyons to death, so I've decided not to participate. Gotcha. And my wife's kind of happy because my track record the last couple of years I skied, I, I mean, one, I, one I ended up having four surgeries on her shoulder and yeah. The other I blew Achilles. <laughs> well, and see, that's my question was actually originating from your, your injuries and things like that. But yeah. you're saying you're you bowed out more for more for uh inconvenience uh, of other reasons, not necessarily uh -huh. your, your injuries. Yeah, and honestly with the pandemic I've spent we've spent a fortune redoing the house and the yard and you know, put in a hot tub out there. There's no reason to leave home anymore. <laughs> yeah, you when know, when are just... you retiring? Um, uh, yeah, I promise Jeff I'll work for another five years, but probably six or seven. It's just, if I'm still enjoying it, I'm going to work. Yeah, me too. Me too. You know, I, I'm one of the rare people I know that, you know, I've done this 30 years and I can see I thoroughly enjoy coming to work 99.9% .9 of the time. And, <laughs> um, you know, so as long as that remains the same, yeah, why not? I mean, my wife's quite a bit younger than me, so it depends if she's, if she stays where she's at now, she's about three years behind me from retiring. Well, uh, we'll uh, see what happens. And I'm right there with you. I'm like five to seven years away myself. So, now, uh, you know, my son, on the other hand, he's retiring in two years at 40. No, he is not. <laughs> he is. You're the veterinarian? He is. Wow, good for him. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, he, he's not he's, in the mob, he's is he? He's smarter than his dad. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, uh, we, we are grateful that you have at least another uh, five to seven years here on the show. I don't know if that's good news for you, but I'm going to make you uh, until no, you... It's, I, this is, I enjoy doing it. I and... wouldn't want to do this for a living, you know, two hours every now and then. <laughs> I can talk that long. <laughs> I can't do for three, four hours a day like you were doing. Uh, well, even after you retire, I'm going to make you come back every now and then. And, and You know, I'd be happy to if you can find me. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll get you. We'll find you. I know people who know people. Yeah, who know things. <laughs> Hey, well, I highly doubt my cell phone will change, so I'm pretty <laughs> I'm pretty trackable by that. I've had that the same number for heaven's the best. I have no idea how long I've had this thing. Probably twenty some odd years. You've never had another cell number, probably. I have. I've had oh, have two you? other cell numbers, but I've had this one. Gosh, twenty something, twenty one years, twenty two wow. years. Cool. So everyone knows how to find you, but that's what you got to do. Unfortunately, some days. Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. When you retire, you have to get a new number. So that no. people can't reach you. Yeah. I, you know, I don't want to have to remember a new number. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <feel> decrepit. <laughs> Roger Parkin of the Southtown location there in the Automall Drive. Uh, your phone calls today at 855-340-ZONE. Uh, Roger, do we have anything to entice people to call for today to, to enter uh, into a drawing not, with? Not, you know, I, not yet. Okay. With everything with COVID going on, I don't. Did you give away anything last week? Uh, we gave away a pickup and drop-off standard oil change. Well, let's go ahead and do that. Okay. Uh, and if Jeff Miller, if you're out there and you have a problem with that, too bad, because we're doing it. <laughs> oh, he's not listening today. He's off having fun somewhere else. So everybody that calls in and shares a, a question, a comment, a story with us today at 855-340-ZONE, 
Uh, Brian will take your name and number, and at noon, when the show ends, we'll draw randomly from those who have called, and you win a standard free uh, pick-up and oil or pick-up yeah. and drop-off oil change. Now, our poll question of the day, if you need something to call in about, the Jazz currently are scheduled to have four representatives at the All-Star game tomorrow. That's uh, incredible. The, with the coach, uh, Quinn Snyder, coaching yep. Team LeBron. Uh, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, they, kind of, they did it differently this year, didn't they? It's not East and West, it's pick a team. Yeah, they did that for the first time last year. Uh, and I it didn't was, pay attention last year. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, was, it worked <laughs> out. It was pretty cool the way they did it last year. I still like it this year, but there was a bit of a, a thumbing of the nose as Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell went last. Because yeah. what they what they do is they 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 vote people in from the east and the west, but then they all go into a, like a schoolyard captains picking their teams draft. And uh, LeBron t- took uh, Rudy Gobert with the last overall pick, mm-hmm. er, and uh, Donovan Mitchell went second to last to uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, and there well, was some think... some shade thrown I... the Jazz way during it. Yeah, but I don't think that should be any different than the way they the. Uh news and and the other teams are treating the jazz with the best overall record and no respect <laughs> yeah yeah you know it goes right well, along with know, the narrative yeah it, it is par for the course this year i mean the <laughs> only way the jazz are going to get respect is to actually stand up and play all the way through the postseason and win something and even then i think I'm it a, won't I, be respect right i'm the cynic that goes they'll all say oh it was a pandemic shortened year yeah you know but this i like the format this year where they're traveling playing a couple games one place back a couple at home and they're fun to watch I they think are Jerry fun. would turn over in his grave watching all the three-point shots <laughs> <laughs> nah he where's my pick and roll if we know anything about jerry sloan he was willing to evolve and change it right huh Oh no! Yeah, very. He was very flexible. <laughs> I, love, I love him. I love that man, and I he would was pick a heck him of a coach, to. But he had his routine. Yeah, he sure did. And uh, but you can call in today. Uh, oh, and by the way, the fourth guy, Mike Conley, being added yeah. last night, as Devin Booker won't participate with a knee injury, and so both Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley will partake or participate rather in the three-point competition tomorrow. And they'll join Rudy Gobert on the court in the All-Star game, Quinn Snyder on the sideline. So with that being said, a couple All-Star themed poll questions that you can play around with today. 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Now, you don't have to call in about this. If you've got a question, a comment, a story, you can call in about that too. But if you'd like to answer... You can either use a car to describe one of the Jazz All-Stars, be it Snyder, Gobert, Mitchell, or Conley, what car best describes them, <laughs> or you can describe you can describe your uh, excitement level or opinion of the All-Star game stuff in general with the with a car. So, for example, I don't. I'm not one that has ever really, truly cared about the all-star game. I've always really enjoyed the dunk contest and the three-point competition. But all growing up as an NBA fan, I kind of always just checked out of the game because it was nonsense. And it, it wasn't true, real NBA ball. It was fun, but it was eh, I could do without no, it. Was, it was, it's, it's more uh, school ball. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's fun, but I got other yeah. stuff in my life going on that I care about more. <laughs> And so well, you don't have a wife and kids to take care of you. you know? <laughs> well, this was even when I was like twelve. I know. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, preparing for this time in your life. Uh, and now I am excited because Mike Conley got in, and that's cool. Mm-hmm. And, and Quinn Snyder and Donovan and Rudy's cool too. But Snyder and Conley in their first All Star games, that's pretty fun. And so I'll take a peek at it, but I'm not watching the whole thing. I'm not going to even. DVR it. I'll just catch it here and there and see the highlights on, online or whatever. And so my description using a car for how I feel about the all-star hubbub in general is I'll go with a Dodge mini caravan. Uh, <laughs> because 
I, and I'm weird in this regard. We've talked about this before. I like minivans. Well, no, you're weird. <laughs> well, another reason I'm weird is I like minivans. I think they're fun. I think that they get a bad rap and they and they have a, a reputation. Oh, no, they get the right rap. <laughs> <laughs> but as much as I think they're fun and whatever, they're nowhere near the most exciting vehicle in the world. And not, I could, not at all. I could absolutely do without them. That's they're, how they're I feel about all star. Step above the car. Yeah, well, okay. Now let's let's <laughs> calm down there, sir. I won't I'm stand for that. <laughs> so uh, my my feeling about the All Star Game in general is I like it. It's fun, but if I miss it, ho hum, move on with life. And that's so why I go with the Dodge Caravan on that. Does that make so sense? Kind of you feel about the same as the Super Bowl, huh? <laughs> oh, I care less about the Super Bowl than I do the All Star Game. <laughs> I mean. We all we all know what's happening as long as Tom Brady's not uh, retired. We all know what's going to happen there. So it's like the college yeah. football playoff. Uh, wow, Ohio State got in somehow. You're kidding oh, me. Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> so, How much money exchange hands? <laughs> yeah, and and then coming up here on the March Madness brackets, uh, Duke and North Carolina are on the edge of not getting in. Come on, who are we kidding? Oh. They're not going to hold that tournament without well, those teams. They gotta pretend they got some drama out yep, there. Yeah. So uh, my I go Dodge Caravan for All Star Games in general. Now in three years, okay, so, two years so, when it's here in Salt Lake, I'm gonna be face paint, chest paint guy about the All Star Game. Oh, I'll you know I'd almost pay money to see that. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll, I'll set up the, <laughs> the Patreon account. Yeah. So how do you feel about the three point competition this what year part? or in general? Uh, let's go in general, and then this year. I think it's the most exciting skills competition in uh, sports. Uh, yeah. I, it's it's an exhibition. It Give means us the nothing. iconic Air Jordan. Oh, you the mean the, the dunk competition? Yeah. 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 I thought you said the three point. I, I just say three point. I'm, I was thinking dunk. Ah, uh, the dunk competition. And maybe it's I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm jealous. If we psycho examined <laughs> myself, that I can't do those things. But it's and become we such. Out there for you. It became such a cartoon for yeah. so many years that it's it's going to take a lot to win me back over all the way. But there's been a few moments in the past couple of years where it was really fun. Like Donovan winning it was a lot of fun, and that was a great competition that year mm -hmm. across the board. Last year, was it uh, Diallo? I was all over that Diallo kid. He didn't win it, though, I don't think. Did he win it? I can't even remember who. Hamadou Diallo. I, I, I think he did, he win, did it. win it. Yeah, oh, he's fun to watch. I just remember getting his card on 2K after okay. he won it. All right, yeah, yeah. And so, but uh, it's like, I'll, I can, I don't need to sit there for an hour and a half with how long they drag that out and yeah. the seven attempts before they finally make one. I can just catch all the highlights <laughs> on Twitter in like 45 seconds, right? So let's go to the three-point competition. Now the, we'll leave the dunk away. The three-point competition, I think, is the uh, best uh, skill competition in sports because it's timed. It's You have to be good. You have mm -hmm. a certain amount of, of – you have five balls per rack, and, and you can't go back and, and reshoot it. It really does show – your skill set yep. at that position uh, on the on the court, and I, I really really like it. And plus, three ball is the most exciting play in basketball, in my opinion. So, uh, I like the three yeah, point especially where the uh, NBA has gone the last decade, where that's such a big part. I mean, twenty eight three pointers the other night. Yeah, yeah, uh, team record, Crazy. and yeah, and yeah. I think they'll eclipse that thirty mark here in this in the quote unquote second half of the season coming up. So I think so. I mean, the Lakers game was the last one I watched. Fourteen in the first half. Yeah, very very. We're going off, raining it down. Yep, and uh, so there you go. That's about the All Star game in general. I'm kind of lukewarm on it. Uh, so yeah, I can see that. But I'd like to hear from the listeners. Eight five five three four zero zone. Use a car to describe your feelings about the All-Star Game or any of the Jazz All-Star representatives, Quinn Snyder, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, or Mike Conley. Roger, we, uh, we've wasted a lot of time here. I'm sorry about that. Well, maybe I shouldn't say wasted. We've used a lot of time. We've here used a lot segment. of time. Come on, we don't waste time. But, uh, but I want to finish the first segment out by getting your thoughts on now we're, what, two and a half months, well, 2.1 months into 2021, how are things different this first quarter so far compared to last year's first quarter to this point? 
Well, the, the to this point last year, we, you know, we were just starting to talk about um, COVID at this time. Because I know this time last year, my wife and daughter were over in Hawaii. And I was just getting ready. When they flew back, I just was getting ready to go to Kansas City. And it was like COVID, schmoved, not a big deal. And business was rocking. Now, fast forward to the 15th of March when all heck broke loose. And, you know, we shut half of our sales force out every other day. And mm. business dropped off the, the, the uh, cliff. I was looking at when I was doing our, you know, setting up stuff for this month, this year, I always go back and look at what we did the prior year. And I'm looking at the new, we only sold 64 new cars and 55 used in March. I went, what the heck? Oh yeah, it was COVID. And we did the vast majority of those in the first 15 days of the month. <laughs> so the difference, the first two months of Jan uh, this year have been uh, January was better. February, because it was shorter month, was not as good, but it was okay. March is off to a rock and start and hopefully stays that way. We Really, since May, business has been extremely good, better than we have a right to ask for. Uh, we've been very fortunate. There's some challenges coming down the pipeline now for everybody. Um, there's a huge semiconductor shortage, yeah, chip shortage out there. And so, you know, you look at Subaru's, most of our cars have 30 or 34 chips in them to operate all the systems. And there's not that good a supply out there right now. Ford just shut down their F-150 plant for two weeks because yeah. of it. No, yeah. So you're going to see supply tighten up again, which seems to be, I mean, I've been, been with our Subaru stores since 2010. And, you know, 2010, 11, 2010 was good. 2011, they had... Uh, the earthquakes over in Japan, and we were running with 10-day supply of cars. Uh, you look at COVID, shut down the factories. We're down to you know, 20, 15 to 20-day supply of cars. So we're used to running lean and mean, but it's going to tighten right back up there. We were out to where we had a 60-day supply of cars for about two weeks. Now we're down to about a 35 to 40-day supply of cars. So selection is going to tighten up. But there's still enough out there we can still, I think, service our customers, just not quite quite the selection that we'd like to have for them. So there'd be more cars sold that are incoming. Mm -hmm. But business is good, surprisingly good. And then if you look at the uh, legislature, legislature meeting just ended last night, they've taken the governor out of the loop, it sounds like, if he signs the law on the COVID response. And they're legislating that we're going to open up completely by April 10th, given some parameters. But it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. I don't know if you can say, oh, I think by April 10th we can open up and go back to normal because I don't think we're there until sometime end of December, January. You know, you get more vaccinations out there and stuff. So that's a good thing. But it's, I think business is going to be interesting this year. It should be better than last year. But I think we got some challenges coming down the pipeline. So a couple couple thoughts I had while you're talking there. But first, right there, you said December before we're back to normal. What, how are you def de def defining back to normal? To me, not wearing masks, yeah. being able to gather like a jazz game with twenty thousand people, got you. Having concerts, whatever our new normal is. I mean, they're they're talking concerts in June and July now. I think, but I don't know. I, I know I'm getting the my COVID vaccination a week from today. Awesome. Um, which I'm doing the Johnson Johnson, so it's one and done. But it still doesn't 100% protect you. None of them do. Yeah. I think you got a month till the effectiveness of the Johnson Johnson vaccine is good. But yeah. I don't anticipate changing what I'm doing in the near future now, or now, what we're doing at the dealership. As As an Apple person, are you okay with Bill Gates being able to track everywhere you go? Well... Bill Gates is an Apple. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're you know, an Apple guy. You you put this. You put your cell phone in your pocket. It doesn't. They're tracking you. I mean, there's no secrets out there anymore, guys. Come on. Oh, I'm just joking. I'm just. Teasing. We've given up a little bit of our freedom and privacy with that, and for the better or for worse. But I think the technology. Can you imagine being without a cell phone now? 
Uh, it would be blessed, but no, I can't imagine it. Yeah, you know, we go once a year to an event up in uh, Panhandle of Idaho. And for the three days that we're there, there is no Wi-Fi, there's no cell service, and oh my goodness, it's great. (laughs) (laughs) No one's buried in their phone checking on what's happening in their email or anything. So you actually communicate with each other, which is something that small talk and conversation is a dying art. Unfortunately. Well, see, I could do without cell phones and conversation, frankly. I don't, I, you know, I just. You're one of those, huh? <laughs> and I, here I, I am in radio. Where you talk for a living. Uh, and, and then my other question I had is you said business is good <laughs> and that's fantastic and I hope it carries out that way, but you mentioned the chip shortage. Yeah. If you could project and make a prediction and, you know, without trying to be, let's be real, even if some doom comes with this answer, but. Will the chip shortage, does it have the potential to be even harder on the industry than COVID was and is? No. I don't, well, no. I mean, the potential is definitely there, but think about COVID. All the, Everybody shut down their plants. So we went a month, month and a half, about a month and a half with no production of cars, period, here in the U.S. So we were selling off of what was already produced, which they, they produce a tremendous amount of vehicles a day out of a plant. It's, it's crazy. You see these acres and acres and acres of cars and realize it's two days production, hmm. that they're getting on rail cars and shipping out. Um, but it could have, a, if it shuts down the plants, it's, it's already slowed down production. So it's gonna have a, it's gonna have effect on supply and availability for everybody. And the other thing with what went on in Texas with the freeze and everything, yeah, where the refineries shut down, they're now talking about a shortage of foam for seats oh, because wow. things weren't produced. I don't know how big it's going to be. We've got some challenges in the next three to four months. But okay. I think from Subaru's perspective, they've gotten very good at weathering and navigating challenging times. And we've had plenty of them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So uh, I think we're pretty resilient. Um, because they're pretty smart about what they do. And I, I don't think they're unique in that in that venue. I mean, they don't have as many plants as, say, like a GM or a Ford does. But they, 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 they there's some intelligence that goes out to mapping out, okay, how many, how, how many days supply of parts do we have? And what's the best mix of product to get out there to take care of our customers? And they're... There's some flexi- a little bit of flexibility there. Yeah. Well, well, those who care are never done with work to do. And Subaru is one of those companies that cares, and there's always going to be another obstacle, another problem, another uh, oh, yeah. thing to solve and get around. And some of these are big, yeah. like a pandemic and a chip shortage, and others are minor, but it's, it's a matter of if you care enough, you keep going and you figure it out. Yeah, it's really interesting, the response to COVID, because, you know, Jeff and Mark, didn't lay off a soul. Everybody got paid. Back, you know, as we hit into May, June, and since then, we've added a ton of employees to our staff. Mm. We've raised our minimum starting wage here to $15 an hour so people can live. And But then I was on a conference call with some other people yesterday, and um, one of them, they were talking about a particular dealer, and when COVID hit, they laid off all their concierge concierge staff. Hmm. We don't need you. Get out, boom. And, and they're not unique. I mean, several of the groups laid off thousands of people in one day all across the country. But I think, you know, Mark and Jeff took the right tact and kept everybody employed and kept food on our tables. And for that, I'm extremely grateful I work where I work. I really, you know, Ties in well with what Subaru's Love promises. You know, they're more than just a car company. You know, they don't call us dealers. They call us retailers for a reason. And we're very actively involved in our communities with giving back to, you know, the local charities and supporting them. And it's uh, it's a pretty awesome group to be uh, involved with. He's Roger Parkin. He's the general sales manager of Mark Miller Subaru Southtown in the Autumn Mall at 10920 South State. Down there in Sandy, they're open till seven today. So get down there, yeah. test drive something, uh, and, and have some. Uh, there's a lot of people right now, Roger, who see the interest rates in the uh, in the industry uh, overall. I mean, and are 
and are getting mm-hmm. some stimulus money or have saved up and they're going, this is the right time for us to maybe make that new car uh, change uh, in our lives. And uh, what would you be? What would you be your number one recommendation for someone who's uh, leaning towards they need to get a new car, but they're a little wary of how the economic uh, economy went during a pandemic last year? What would you say to them? I, you know, I think from my perspective, and it depends on what industry is. So, you know, I'm not going to say a blanket statement, but Utah's economy as a whole is extremely robust. I think that people have got you know, hurt and they're still getting hurt are the restaurant industry and the servers and, and everything. And, you know, a lot of them have switched more to online delivery. But what I would say to people, I don't think there's any better time to buy. You have 0% on a lot of our models out to 63 months. We have very competitive leases, which is what I choose to do is what you do. I like having the latest safety equipment. I just put my wife in, in a, in a uh, new XT out back two weeks ago. Oh, cool. I said, you're getting a new car. What do you want? I don't want one doesn't matter <laughs> it's time we need to sell some cars <laughs> and it's about time to do yours so let's do it so get out so, get, on, get on down there you can uh you can search your inventory right right there on your website you can and search it online our pricing's there you, there's no surprises you you can work your payments out online there with different down payments uh with our our software we have out there and the payment you have there is going to be the payment you get here it, it might vary by a penny or two or five cents just because every software rounds things differently when they calculate payments. But 0% is 0%. 20000 divided by 60 months is going to get you to a payment. Uh, and you know, whatever you're spending. I'll, I'll tell you this. If you get down there and the payment that was advertised is $0.05 cents or less more than what was advertised. I'm sure it's there. I'll, I'll cover it uh, for you there. <laughs> just one of you out there. Yeah, right? I mean, like I say, there's, there's – because like every software writer writes their stuff a little differently, there's some assumptions in the in, in their programming. Yeah, it's within a couple of cents, one way or the other. Yep. All so, right. Uh, but it's a, it's a great time, good selection still, um, great rates, and used cars. We need your trade-ins, people. You cannot buy used cars out of the auction right now. It's it's trade-in city. It's probably the best time I've seen in ten years to trade a car. And that's uh, that's always a lot of people's worry is, am I going to get yeah. the value out of this that I think it deserves? Well, I don't know that we ever give anyone what they think they deserve because we buy them wholesale and we retail and we spend money to recon them. But with sales tax savings, savings your time, I've done this business for 30 years. I trade my cars in every time. I don't want to do it when I'm home. When I'm home, it's family time. It's not sell a car time. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, it's just to me, it just makes more sense because if you're trading in, if you're trading in a car that's worth twenty thousand dollars, and buying a new car and, and that car was purchased, you save sales tax on that twenty thousand dollars. So there's just fourteen hundred bucks right out of the shoot you get in savings. So really, you're getting twenty one four out of it. So there's it makes a lot of sense. And I, being in the industry, you kind of take this knowledge for granted, where you're you know the individual coming in to buy. Is not as well versed because most of them have only not bought tons of cars. It's been a while, so but we're here to answer your questions. We're not here to pressure you into buying something. Really, our main goal is for you to be happy with what you purchase and the and everything how it went down. We have a forty-eight hour return policy. Return no questions asked. We'll undo the deal and walk away as friends, or put you in a car that you know actually works for you. Yeah. I think we've got one car out there that we've brought back three different times because people, oh, I messed up. <laughs> you know, it's got a couple hundred miles off and people having it for a night. But uh, that's what we do. We're, we're, we don't want to say just this one. We want to say this one, your next one, your next one, and your family. And the only way we do that is just to take good care of you and make it a great experience. He's Roger Parkin. Give us a call, 855-340-ZONE. If you'd like to win a standard oil change with pickup and drop-off, Call in, share a question, a comment, a story, answer our poll question, and you'll be entered into that drawing at the end of the show. Coming up next, we've got a question here about seven or eight passenger cars for a family that continues to grow. I think a lot of people can uh, relate to this question. We'll get Roger's thoughts on it next here on Utah Car Sense. This program do not necessarily reflect those of the Zone Sports Network, its management, or staff.
Have a car question? Ask the experts at 855-340-ZONE. You're listening to Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Austin Horton here with Roger Parkin, General Sales Manager of Mark Miller Subaru Southtown in the Auto Mall, 10920 South State in Sandy. Taking your phone calls at 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Anyone that calls in and shares a question, a comment, a story, answers our poll question, be entered to win a oil change with pickup and drop-off from uh, Mark Miller Subaru at the end of the show. And along those lines, Roger, I got a message this week from okay. a potential customer for you. Uh, and he said, hoping you could do me a favor or know the answer or a way to get the answer. You do the Car Sense show on Saturdays, and I've got a question for you. What is the sure. most what is the most affordable seven passenger SUV looking to upgrade from a Nissan Rogue and having a third kid and we need the extra room? By the way, minivans are out. So this person <laughs> and I I did tell them, I did say, you know, uh, I'm one of those weirdos that likes minivans, but there's a bunch of options we'll talk about it on the show. Knowing that the minivans are out, Roger, and they are trying to be economical, what's the most affordable seven-passenger SUV? Yeah, I don't know that any of them are what you would call affordable right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it depends on your de definition of affordability. You do have a huge selection of product out there. I mean, with Subaru, we have the Ascent. You know, you can get into a premium seven or eight-passenger Ascent relatively inexpensively <laughs> yeah portable that's a i hate being pigeonholed in that because it just depends on what you consider affordable yeah um there's a lot of choices out there i mean you've got volkswagen has the atlas you have the ascent you have the highlander some of the foreigners in in toyota you have um you know, you're obviously your suburbans and whatnot, but there's a lot of a lot of different choices out there. It just depends on what you what affordable means to you. <laughs> right. Um but you know the ascent in a seven passenger premium stickers at thirty seven eight and our promise price is thirty three one ninety two plus tax and license and fees. Or excuse me, thirty five one ninety two. Helps to put on the glasses so I can read that small print. Um <laughs> I don't know if that's affordable. We do have some certified user sense there, a little bit less than that, that uh, you have between two and 6,000 miles that come out of our rental fleet, our loaner fleet, that are certified seven year, 100,000 mile warranties on them, which are great buys. I mean, it's a great way to get a vehicle. You actually get a better warranty than the new car warranty on it. And they're, I have all eight passengers right now, and they're at 33.5 at the most expensive. 33.8, 33.5, depending on the mileage and condition. So there's some selection out there. I just don't know what they say is affordable. Yeah, and that that's, that's the X factor because every family uh, has a different income and expense yeah. list to, to match up against that. Uh, they, in fact, and I kind of went back and forth with them on that factor, and they didn't divulge numbers or anything, but they did say that they being in uh, having a nissan rogue and enjoying the nissan that the pathfinder is something on their radar uh mm -hmm. what i guess and i've never owned i don't think i've ever even driven uh, a nissan personally does the pathfinder have all-wheel drive do you know roger if the pathfinder well let's see pathfinder that's a good question because and i ask because if i for me if I'm buying a seven, if I'm buying a family car, which if you're buying a, you a, a, a can be. yeah, I, and I live in this area, I want that all-wheel drive. I that that rules out anything that doesn't have all-wheel drive for me. I'm ruling that out, and I'm well, making the, my decision after that. If so the I don't. Nissan's not. If it's not all-wheel drive, most. Most of them are going to be four-wheel drive unless you're in one of the desert states. If it's not an all-wheel drive car, hang on a second. 
let's uh let's take a look because i we don't sell against nissan very often anymore so gotcha. all those vehicles that you know when it's selling toyota's you sold against it all the time and right now you just don't so i, I think through, it says we're not that, selling uh, against that very often it says that nissan pathfinders have what they call intelligent four-wheel drive and four so by four drive until it slips gotcha so that that's an auto yeah. mode type thing that it's yeah, real it's time like, all wheel drive. It's pretty much what all of them do now. The vast yeah. majority outside of Subaru. If you look at virtually any all wheel drive vehicle, other than Subaru, most of them are front wheel drive until it slips, and they use the braking system to push and limited slip differentials to push power back to the rear wheels. So they call them all wheel drive, but they're not. They're not all wheel drive all the time like Subaru is, and the reason they do that is for gas mileage. I know that's how Toyota is on their on their Sienna van, the Highlander, you know, Highlanders, Grab Fours. Um, but that's pretty much how the vast majority of that. I know that's how Honda does it, and they they do it for gas mileage. They get better gas mileage by only powering the front wheels until you slip. So, but it, technically, it is all-wheel drive. It's just not full-time all-wheel drive. How much have uh, seven-passenger SUV prices increased over the last year or so? Has it changed that um, much well, at, at Subaru? No, Subaru you know, is interesting in that um, prices on vehicles year-to-year only go up a couple hundred bucks. A lot of times, if it goes up more, it's because they've had more standard features to it. Uh, but generally, it's two, three, four hundred bucks a year. Um, Toyota, when I was at Toyota, they used to have pricing. They, they'd start out the year, you know, 100 or 200 more than the previous MSRP, it seemed like. And by the end of the year, you'd have five or six or seven price increases along the way that just, they keep inching up that, that price. So the next year when they come out, they can only charge, you know, 100 or two more. And yeah, the price did go up much, but we won't tell you about the other three or $400 worth of increases throughout the years or more. Mm. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, Subaru puts out a price at the start of the year, and that's what we run at. So uh, the 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 factor here for our listener is what's they is have it, to define what's affordable, affordable, and they've got to define uh, some preferences other than minivans mm-hmm. are out. Uh, because a quick a quick Google search for the cheapest SUV seven passenger it it includes the the Subaru Ascent on that list. Right. Uh, it also includes. Uh, the uh, in fact, where did it go? It also includes the Pathfinder. No, it doesn't. Yeah, the Pathfinder, the Ascent, the CX Nine, the Acadia, it, the Highlander. They're all there. Like, I mean, there's a ton of ton of cars out there. It just depends on what, how much room you want. I mean, car seats take up a ton of room, as you well know, Austin. Right. <laughs> uh, that's why so, it, with a third kid, I'd recommend the Captain seats. Uh, then get a seven passenger rather than eight. So that you have some mm-hmm. room to move around in there with car seats, but if you're yep. if you're outpriced of a new seven passenger SUV, then you're gonna have to look at a used. And like you said earlier, good luck finding a used vehicle right now. Yeah, it's. I mean, they're they're out there. It is it's it's very interesting right now because you know what's selling at auction is selling for in some cases over what you can retail a car for. It's like yeah, I don't need a car that badly to pay that because I can't sell it. But um, there's some great values out there still. There's, you know, new cars are definitely looking at lease to keep that payment affordable is a good way to go. So just if they want to call, we can walk through their choices and give them some information. If they want to go to our website, they can figure out payments and leases and see what's affordable. I mean, it's. I mean, look, it's like housing now. What's affordable now? <laughs> you know. Well, the, the answer there the is nothing. Uh, I, well, you, you just bought a new house not too long ago. Before know, the pandemic. Uh, something Way yeah. before that. Um, and honestly, we when we moved into our new house, we were stretching ourselves a little bit already. And mm-hmm. th- But, you know, we've been in there less than a year and a half. And our equity in that thing has skyrocketed already. We moved in with twelve thousand dollars equity because of how the market went while it was being built. Yeah, and that's so we got lucky. We didn't do anything oh, yeah. smarter or, or anything. We just got absolutely lucky 
and we've got we've got a housing problem in this country, and we've got a housing problem in this state. And it, it's I get that goods and things continue to rise and prices, and but it shouldn't be three, seven, nine times the rate of inflation that these things are being priced at. And there are yeah, good, it's, hardworking it's, people out there who should be getting homes that aren't aren't allowed to because they can't afford them. And we got to fix it. Somehow. I know. Yeah, I've got I've got one of my daughters looking for a house, you know, wanting to buy a house. It's like she tells me, she goes, I can't afford them. And my son was looking out here, says, maybe I'll buy one. You can you can rent it to own it or whatever. And he goes, Dad, I can't ex- believe how expensive it is to live in Salt Lake now. Yep. You know, it's, it's a starter home's four hundred thousand. Yeah. Yep. It's ridiculous. Uh, in our neighborhood up north in Davis County, we we've got some townhomes going in in the neighborhood that are the price just below what we paid for our house around the corner. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. insane. It's it's nuts. And so yeah. I, I feel for these people, yeah. the, the, whether it's a seven-passenger car you're looking to upgrade to or you need a, a different home, I feel for mm-hmm. you because right now it's yep. a tough, tough buyer's market no matter what you're talking about. But it's also all relative. I remember my first house I bought when I was a young buck, and I'm going to date myself. I, I think I was 19 when I bought it. And uh, $50,000 and a $325 a month house payment, wondering how the heck I was going to afford that. And, you know, fast forward 15 years after that, I'm driving down, the, you know, with a boat and a truck on the weekend. I have more tied up than that. Hmm. You know, so it's just, it, it's, it's a bizarre market. I, I know when I housed my ex got my folks walked out of there and my mom goes, how much does this cost you? So you don't want to know. You won't sleep at night. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. But these are people who bought a house back in 1950 for 19,000 bucks. And, you know, to spend 100,000 on a house back then was just unthinkable to them. Hey, before so somehow we, we all managed to do it. Yeah. Just not sure how we do it. Yep. Before we take uh, our second break and get to the uh, second hour of the show coming up, and we'll talk about some of the uh, things that were passed and didn't pass in the legislature that have to do with the car industry here locally. Uh, I wanted to bring this up and, and see what you think. Last year, in 2020, it was the steepest increase percentage-wise of car deaths in the United States since 1924. We had an 8% increase, 42,000-plus people died in crashes, compared to 2019's 39,107. Uh, and, you know, at first you go, well, wait a second. There were less people. There was less travel. There, why why are the contributed to it, though. So tell me, Roger, why in a time when there were less people out on the road did only nine states in our union have a decrease in traffic deaths? Well, I think you look at the speeds people are driving out there when you're on the road. You, you drive plenty, Austin. I mean, I'll drive at 70, 75, 80, whatever the speed limit is. You know, like you're on the St. George, a good chunk of that is 80 miles an hour. And you'll have people pass you like you're standing still. Yeah. Because there's not much traffic. So they're racing down as fast as they can. They lose. It doesn't surprise me. I think people are driving faster. I think we're all more distracted, whether you want to admit it or not, when you drive. And I don't think people really pay as close of attention as we once did. And when you make a mistake at high speed, you're done. I mean, look at all the bad, I mean, down in Lehigh the other day. I don't know how fast the person was going, but shut the freeway down for four hours. Mm. So I, I speed probably, speed and distracted driving probably the number one things. And I think people are, the pandemic's wearing on everybody. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah. <laughs> Not just that, but po- politics and, and other yeah, things. It's, and yeah. It's an angry time to be alive, and it's really easy to get lost in that anger. Oh, look at look at the road rage incident down down in, in Utah County a month ago. Like two guys in trucks cut each other off, and one pulls a pistol and says he's shooting for the tires through his door. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, puts a guy, kid in a wheelchair. Just dumb. Unbelievable. Uh, And you, you know, I've experienced it just driving in here today through the bountiful North North Salt Lake Woods Cross Corridor. I'm going 76. And And you're getting past. Oh, I'm not getting past. Not only that. You're getting left behind. (laughs) uh, No, I'm getting angry people behind me. Like 
riding so in, in my cargo. No, I was not in the left lane. <laughs> That's the Utah way of driving. The left I'm lane. Do 60 in the fast lane. Yeah, yeah. And they are, by the way, the Highway Patrol, and kudos to them for doing so, they are really cracking down on left lane campers. Because even if, so let's say you're doing the right thing and going the speed limit or even five over, and, and you think the people getting behind you in the left lane are ridiculous for doing so. Yeah, they are. But you but are also being dangerous by just staying in that left lane. So exactly. move on out. And so I stay, I stay in the, uh, I'm almost rarely in the far right lane, but I'm the one next to it. Uh, and yeah, I like to, I like to have an escape route around me when I'm driving. So. Yeah. I'm not really hip on the right lane. I'm not really hip on the left lane. Just those middle two. You know, for, that's my world. Yeah, uh, but I, th I think the worst lane, though, for that what you're experiencing, is the OHV lane. Yeah, because I know I, I'll drive it when I have multiple people in, and you know, 75, 76 miles an hour, you have people running up on you at 90 miles an hour. It's like, hey, I can't go anywhere, and yeah. they'll cross over the double yellow, go around you. And, well, but, and, and frankly, I think the HOV, the HOV lane should be on the right, not the left, but that's just me. Because the left right. is where people are programmed to go 700 miles an hour. Yeah, but if you put it on the right, you're, you're cutting through all the exits and everything. I understand why they put it to the left. I think California does some neat things with some of their HOV lanes. They It's a whole separate uh, Jersey barrier lane or two. Yep. You know, so you don't get the crossing in and out. You don't get the stupidity of people, and or at least in that mode. Yeah. But so I don't think they enforce HOV lanes very well either. No. Um, as far as that. But I think it I think it uh, entices people to speed, even though it's mm -hmm. not what it's for. And like you were, you and I were talking about, uh, increase of speed is why we're seeing an increase of deaths. Yeah. And when there's less cars on the road, the cars that are on faster. the road go faster. <laughs> so yeah, we went down to we went down to Moab a month ago, two months ago, and I mean, doing seventy five, which is kind of your max speed down that way. We got past at eighty five, ninety, hundred miles an hour all the way down. Mm. Not safe. Nope. I've, I've done it when I was younger. Dumb. But I wouldn't the, do it now. <laughs> the good news is I've never, uh, I, I've never, and I would never do it in my lease. I've never owned a vehicle that felt good going 100 miles an hour. It felt like I was going to explode at any second. Uh, the times oh. I've tried it, and so <laughs> that that's worked in my favor. But there, that's not the case for a lot of vehicles anymore. They can yeah. get up to 100 and feel like you're going 60. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like I'm driving an Ascend as a demo right now, and. Look down, and it's like I just stepped on the gas. I'm doing 80. It's like, no, time out. Yeah. Cruise control. <laughs> Give you me that adaptive cruise. Like you're doing that. Yep. All right. So uh, we'll take our second break. Get your phone calls on the other side. 855 34. got great odds of getting an oil change. 855 340 zone. If you'd like to win a standard oil change with pickup and drop off, call in, share a question, a comment, a story with Roger Parkin. General Sales Manager of the Southtown Store, and at the end of the show, we'll draw from all the callers. And right now, you would be the winner, 855-340-ZONE. Call us, uh, and we'll get you on the air. Coming up next, we'll go over some of the things that passed and didn't pass in the Utah legislative yeah, session. I haven't paid as close attention this time, so it's going to be interesting to hear what you have to say. And uh, a local, not a local, but a staple in the world of uh, vehicles, has become the world's first certified level three autonomous car. You might be surprised what brand it is. Talk about that and more next on Utah Car Sense.